0: My name is Denise Renner, and I want to welcome you to my program. I want to thank you so much for your responses, your prayer requests. They mean so much to me. And today, I want us to talk about how we can be strong in these last days. And it seems that in these last days, that there's more opportunity for offense, uh, more opportunity for rejection. Um, people have more ability to hurt one another and we need to know how to deal with rejection and not be crushed by it, not just react from it, but actually move forward from there into a powerful life and, um, rejection can trigger all kinds of responses. Uh, For example, uh, you were not there for me. We can have that kind of attitude like, okay, you weren't there for me, so I'm not going to be there for you. Or or you didn't do what you promised, and so I'm going to hurt you really bad. So I'm closing my heart from ever getting hurt again. These are real Responses to rejection, and honestly, friend, there's millions of people living in like an island unto themselves because they've been rejected and they've been hurt and they don't know how to forgive or they don't even know the value of forgiveness. Or, I've been hurt, so I'm going to hurt others, and and uh. People do that also because we have this pain and we don't know how to fix it. So we either hurt others or some people even hurt themselves. These feelings are so real and people are affected by them and people are making their choices every day how they're going to react to rejection. We live in a fallen world And these things are going to happen. But for us Christians, we do have a wonderful answer. And that is the love of God. Romans 5, chapter 5, verse 1, verse 5 says that the love of God, the very love of God has been shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost. So the love of God, that very love of God, that agape love of God, that loves with no reason, that loves no matter what happened, that loves when it's rejected, that loves when it's accepted, that loves when things are good, that loves when things are bad, that very love of God, I'm talking about a really high level love, but that really very high level love actually lives inside of us and came inside of us when we got born again and the Holy Spirit came into our life. So we have the equipment that we need to forgive or to get over this rejection. And I want to say, the Bible proclaims over and over again that we are perfectly and deeply loved by God. And on the cross, he was forgiving us. He was bearing our pain. He was bearing rejection that would come to us. He was bearing hate that would come to our heart. He was bearing depression that would come to us. He was bearing it on the cross. And I was just thinking about how Jesus, that whole experience of him, going to the cross, being arrested, being, being beaten, uh, being crucified. And the Bible says that when he was crucified, that he was treated like a common criminal. And that when he was being crucified, on one side was one criminal and on the other side was another criminal. He was viewed no higher than a criminal. And it says in Mark chapter 15, verse 27, it says, with him, they also crucified two robbers. Jesus never stole one thing, but there he is with those robbers, one on his right side and one on his left. So, so the scripture was fulfilled, which says, And he was numbered with the transgressors. So he was just like considered as one of those robbers hanging there. But it wasn't in vain because as he was hanging there with those robbers, as he was hanging there with those criminals, as he was numbered with the transgressions, he was making it away for other criminals to be absolutely free and forgiven. And I want to tell you a powerful story that I learned a few years ago. And there was this man, and he had already murdered several people. He'd already raped several women. And the, you know, the police and everybody's looking for him. Well, he sees this woman in this car. He gets in the car. uh, He holds a knife up to her neck. And he says, he says, do everything I say. Well, she was listening to a tape in her car uh, by Brother Copeland, by Brother Kenneth Copeland. And she's just getting so, you know, excited about the word of God. And she's so filled with the word of God. And she's been listening to Brother Copeland. She's so encouraged. And and so this criminal, this man, he just says, you do what I say or I'm going to kill you right now. And she says, well, okay, but please, I, I don't want you to make me turn off Turn off this this recording because I want to listen to this. And and she starts preaching to him. She says, God loves you. I love you. You don't want to do this. And this is this is just gonna make your you're gonna you're gonna have a terrible life if you do this. And and I love you. And he just says, Turn the tape on, I anything to shut you up. I can't stand what you're saying, so yes, turn that tape on. So, so she turns on Brother Copeland again, and she's listening to Brother Copeland. And all of the sudden, this criminal, he heard the voice of God. And God said to him, son, this is your last chance. And and the criminal said, Who, what was that? Who's talking to me? And she said, I didn't say anything. And that man gave his life to Jesus in her car. He turned himself into the police and he went to prison. Well, it was in a state that... Uh, uses capital punishment. So Brother Copeland was there when he was going to be injected with this power to kill him. And so Brother Copeland had spoken to him before at that moment and he said, I want you just tell me, tell me right before you die, if his power is there for, for you. And so the criminal he's laying there He's so filled with the love of God. He's preaching to everybody. And they said, sorry, we, we've got to do our business. And so he's laying there and they, they pull the, the lever and, and right before they pull the lever and he's about to die, he looks over at brother Copeland and he gives him two thumbs up that the power of God was there when he was going to die. Why was the power of God there for that man? Why was he forgiven of, of rape, of murder? Why was this terrible man forgiven and made a son of God and waiting for us in heaven right now? Why? Because Jesus died the death of a criminal. Jesus, he aligned himself with criminals. He aligned himself with liars. He aligned himself with haters. He aligned himself with worry and depression and oppression. He aligned himself with robbers. He aligned himself with murderers. He took that, they took that punishment so that he could set us free. And that's what happened to that man. He got totally set free. And like I said before, he is in heaven waiting for us. That power is so real because Jesus did everything that he forgave us so we could forgive others. And if rejection comes to us, it came to him first so we can forgive others for rejecting us. And I just want to tell you this saying, and I believe that the Holy Spirit gave me this. It's not scripture, but I believe it's absolutely true. And this saying came to my heart when I was studying. And it's as deeply as you've been rejected, if you forgive, that's how deeply you can love. Well remember we said that the love of God has been shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost so we have the we have the equipment to forgive we have the equipment to love and as deeply as we've been rejected as deeply as you've been hurt if you forgive that is the as deeply as you can as you can be loved I have a friend and her name is Lydia. And many, many years ago, a horrible thing happened to her. Her her husband died of being an alcoholic and she loved him and she found him one night in this one room in their house and uh he was dead from alcohol. The next year she found her son in, in the same room and he had overdosed with drugs and he died. Tragedy, such tragedy. But you know what Lydia did? She decided that she was gonna take this situation and she was gonna forgive the people who got her husband on alcohol. She was going to forgive the girl who got her son on drugs. And she went further than that. She went to the drug and alcohol hospital in Moscow for eight years. And every month she ministered to girls who were drug addicted and can't get off of drugs. Women that were alcoholics and can't get off of alcohol that their lives have been ravished by alcohol and by drugs that their children have been ignored and denied and rejected because of a mother who can't take care of them that that a family has been rejected because of women on alcohol and they can't get off of it and that's who Lydia gave herself to through through forgiving She was like, you could say she was rejected by her husband because he left. You could say she was rejected by her son because he left. But she forgave those who hurt her husband and who hurt her her son. In fact, she even went to the prison and ministered to the girl in prison and got her saved. What kind of love is that? That's the love of God. That's the love of God that's inside of your heart that was put there by the Holy Ghost. We can't say, I can't forgive. We can't say, I've been rejected. I can't get healed. It's not true. If you've been rejected, the answer is forgiveness. And as deeply as you've been hurt, if you forgive, that's as deeply as you can love. We see another example in Joseph in the Old Testament. And his brothers absolutely rejected him. In fact, they planned his murder. And and I went, I, I want to show you what they did. And this was in front of Joseph. Okay, they hated Joseph. And it says in Genesis chapter 37, verse 25, Verse verse 24, then they took him and cast him into a pit and the pit was empty. There was no water in it. They have, they care nothing about Joseph. Verse 25, and they sat down next to this pit to eat a meal. Then they lifted their eyes and looked and there was coming some Ishmaelites coming from Gilead with their camels, bearing spices, balm, myrrh on their way to carry them down to Egypt. And their brothers said, well, let's don't just leave him here to die. Let's sell him to these merchants. And they sold their brother. Now, you would think after such a horrible thing happening, That Joseph would have carried much bitterness, much rejection. But the Bible says in the things that Joseph experienced after that, he was uh, lied about in in the place that he served when he was sold as a slave. He was lied about. He was put in prison wrongfully. And then in that prison... We don't know how long he was in that prison, but we know the Bible says he was in stocks. He was suffering for things he didn't even do. But you know what happens? The Bible says that the, the king recognized him uh, Joseph interpreted the king's dream. The, uh, the king elevated Joseph to such a place and took take him out of that prison to such a place that it was second under the Pharaoh. He gave him so much responsibility, so much honor. And instead of Joseph sending for his family to kill them and punish them for what they did to him, Joseph fed them. And he fed them until they died. He took very good care of them and he forgave them. The one that rejected him, the one that lied about him, instead of it destroying Joseph, it brought Joseph in a place that he could deeply love his brothers and take care of them. That's the kind of power that we have inside of us. David David was rejected by his father. He didn't, David didn't even invite David, his father didn't even invite David to the biggest event in their family when the prophet of God would come to their family. His brothers rejected him. All this rejection, but David forgave and he rose to the top. He killed the giant. And saved the whole army of Israel. And the Bible says that he became the greatest king of Israel. Did rejection destroy him? No. It brought him to a place of great forgiveness. And he was greatly loved. And he greatly loved Jesus. Matthew chapter 8 verse 34. I just want you to see this. I think this is so amazing that we have this scripture Jesus has just delivered the demoniac of Gadara and the Bible says that he had over, over 6,000 demons. This was such a miracle. This man was a threat to society, threat to the city. He was constantly tormented by demons all the time himself. He cut himself. He 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 would put himself where the tombs were. He he was he was tormented by thoughts and Jesus came to him and he set him free. The Bible says that he was dressed and in his right mind. But you know how the city reacted to it? You won't believe this. Listen to this verse in verse 34 of chapter 8. And behold, the whole city came out to meet Jesus. That, That sounds good. And when they saw him, that sounds good. They begged him to depart from their region. A whole city rejected Jesus. Jesus was rejected by his own people, but it didn't stop him. It didn't stop him giving that love and bearing that rejection. It is God's will for us to rise from rejection to giving forgiveness and loving deeply and being loved deeply. You know I really believe that this is the truth because Galatians chapter 6 verse 7 says that God is not mocked that whatsoever a man soweth that's exactly what that man reaps Bible says if if we sow mercy we reap mercy if we sow judgment we reap judgment if you sow forgiveness You reap forgiveness. And I just want to say it to you again. It is God's will for all of us to rise from rejection to giving forgiveness and loving deeply and being loved deeply. Why do I say being loved deeply? Because many people who just live their life rejected, they reject others. And when they reject others, they can't receive the love that others want to give them. With, with rejection, we, if we don't forgive, we bear that pain and we cause other pain, others pain. Now, so what are we supposed to do? I mean, we're Christians. So let's look at First Peter And it's uh, chapter 2, and we see the example of Jesus. And it's verse 23, and it's talking about Jesus. And it says, Who, when he was reviled, did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but committed himself to him who judges righteously. Now look at verse 3, verse 9. Not rendering evil for evil. This is for us. Not rendering evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this that you may inherit a blessing. You see, friend, the devil, he wanted to destroy us by bringing rejection on our life. But if we forgive, We can learn to love deeply and be loved deeply. Oh, I think this is so wonderful. And you say, well, how do I do this? I mean, this is impossible in my own power. Well, that's true. But you're not just with your own power. You have the power of the Holy Ghost and you have the love of God on the inside of you. He placed that love in you. You know, the rejection that Joseph endured from his brothers was meant to break and destroy him. But God took it and made that rejection through forgiveness a feast of love and mercy and provision for his brothers. The devil meant to destroy Jesus, but through great forgiveness... Jesus was able to provide for us a great banquet of salvation. Oh, friend, it's not the will of God for any of us to be rejected. That's not his will. But we live in a fallen world and it happens. But it is his will that through the love of God that's been shed abroad in our heart, that we forgive those who reject us. And that we learn to love deeply and to learn to be loved deeply. I believe that this message is so important because as this life goes on and we live in these last days, we need to have a conviction that if somebody rejects us, we're not going to just reject them. We're going to say, Jesus, I have the love of God in my heart and I know, I know through your power that I can forgive and I can be free from this rejection and I can be, I can love deeply and I can love others deeply. Well, that's what I wanted to share with you today and I'll see you in the next program
1: all of us want our relationships to grow and improve for example don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now even if things are going well you probably see areas where it could be improved Right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships, and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help! My mouth is making trouble for me. Who is in control here? My mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome, every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, Who Stole Cinderella?, for just $15. With genuine warmth and candor, Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer, the entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. My name is Joel Renner
2: coming to Moscow, Russia, and I want to say thank you to all of our ministry partners. Your support has allowed us to help special needs children in Russia. Because of you, we are able to help children with disabilities. Because of your gifts, we are able to give them attention and care. We're even able to provide outings for their parents, where they can enjoy their children as a family with no worries or concerns. Your gifts have lifted their burdens. Often children with disabilities don't leave their apartments for extended periods due to the difficulty of getting around this mega city of Moscow. So when they come to an event specially designed for them, it is a truly special time. Several times a year, we put on a children's musical That are based on bible stories so these children can learn about god's word and his great love for them parents and grandparents who accompany them fill the church in anticipation for this outreach when you give to renter ministries you can bring joy to these children and give them the hope of god's word it happens because of the support of partners But there are so many more that need your help. Will you consider joining us as a partner today so we can continue helping these beautiful children? Without your support, we simply cannot do this. Please call or go online right now. When generous, caring people like you give, we are able to give these children with special needs the care and attention they need so desperately to help these beautiful children and their families. Please call us or go online to Renner.org. Through your donations of any size, we can continue to make a huge difference in these children's lives.